It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, made it to a Wednesday hump day. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke, I think, will join me tomorrow. He uh, was supposed to be in today. He made up some excuse and... Talked to him last night, so he's not here. But it's just me and Scooter today. How are we doing, Scoots? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. The uh, It is Wednesday, December 7th, uh, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. So, uh, wow. hello to that. Uh, never forget, I guess. I don't know what else to say. Those people are all gone now, right? It's also the 20-year anniversary of the Trinity Mail yes. football game. I hate to say this as a Sanex guy. But it is the best game I ever uh, was on radio for. 59-56, I think, was the final score. Trinity yeah. won. Brian Brom over Michael Bush. Yep. Both ended up at Louisville. And Brian Brom's going to be back at Louisville, by the way. What? Yeah. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Breaking news. <laughs> In the uh, worst secret ever kept, <laughs> Jeff Brom unofficially is officially going to be the next head football coach at the University of Louisville. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. If you'd like your opinion to be heard over the airwaves, you can call that number. Or you can text me on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That is 414-1450. I got to pull up the uh, the live read. I am not prepared today. I've been reading too many Jeff Brom uh, tweets, but you can get your uh, free sausage egg and cheese biscuit, bacon egg and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or twenty ounce bottle of soda. Just become a new Thornton's Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Rewards, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Yes, it is true. Jeff Brom, uh, pending board approval. I love saying that. This is 2022, right? It's almost 2023. Nothing good came out of COVID except Zoom meetings, right? Zoom meetings. I don't have to get in my car, put on a tag, go to the office. Not me personally. I never did that anyway. (laughs) But people can have Zoom meetings. Why does Louisville insist on all the board members having to show up to have a meeting to tell us what we already know? Jeff Brom is going to be hired as the new head coach at Louisville. Allegedly five years, I'm sorry, six years, Approximately $35 million, so a little under $6 million a year. He's bringing his brother Brian as offense coordinator. He's bringing his brother Greg in an administrative role. Oscar will be down on the sidelines again, I'm sure, as he was at Purdue. The Brahms are coming back to Louisville, period. I don't need a board meeting in person. We have Zoom. Call everybody, text everybody, give them the Zoom a link, put them on Zoom. Does anybody have any problem with us bringing back Jeff Brom as the head coach? Speak now. 
crickets, all right, motion pass, that's it. That would take approximately 10 minutes to set up and, and complete. Why do we have to have a board meeting? It's 2023 almost. But that's what we got to do. Tomorrow, the Louisville board will meet to approve the hiring of the new head coach. <sighs> and then we'll have a press conference either tomorrow afternoon or Friday morning. There you go. Uh, Rick Bolzich, Eric Crawford, I want to give them credit, WDRB.com, if you want to read the story. They were the uh, first to report on this. In fact, you don't have to read it. I'll read it to you. How long have these stories been written? Uh, they had to plug in a couple of numbers, but otherwise probably two days now. Mm-hmm. Jeff Brom, a former star quarterback and assistant coach at the University of Louisville, is expected to become the Cardinals' next head coach. Multiple sources told WDRB on Wednesday that Brom was to meet with Purdue administration and players after striking a tentative deal with Louisville in the overnight hours. Sources said Brom and Louisville Athletic Director Josh Hurd met in person Monday afternoon, the same day that Scott Satterfield announced he was leaving Louisville to become head coach at Cincinnati and two days after Brom coached Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game for the first time. The 51-year-old Brom is expected to be introduced as Louisville coach as early as Friday morning. UofL must give 24-hour legal notice of the proper board meeting to approve his contract. Oh, God. Uh, which sources said will be in the neighborhood of six years and $36 million. I'm hearing $35 million from a good source, so we're right all on board there. Rob decided to return to his hometown despite a determined counteroffer from Purdue, which did not want to lose him. His younger brother, Brian, former UofL quarterback, is expected to join him as offensive coordinator, along with brother Greg, a former receiver at UofL in an executive administration role. Brom went 36-34 and 34 in six seasons as West Lafayette, but that record was more impressive than it would appear on the surface. The Boilermakers were 6-3 and three in the Big Ten West, in each of the last two seasons, winning the uh, 2022 Big Ten West title last month, Brock took over at Purdue, Brom took over at Purdue in December 2016 after three successful seasons at Western Kentucky, where he won back-to-back Conference USA titles, and it goes on and on and on. I saw Oscar Brom last night uh, randomly. Uh, we were both at, a, at the same function, Louisville Catholic Sports Hall of Fame induction. Uh, my good friend, the late John King, uh, former Trinity broadcaster, former DJ, great guy, passed away of cancer uh, about a year ago. Uh, he was being honored and inducted, and Oscar was there for that. So I ran into Oscar Brom, and I say, I'm not going to ask you, because I'm sure he was inundated with questions at this event last night. There were probably 300 people there, 400 people. Uh, Kent Taylor was the MC. He actually said, Oscar, do we know anything? So I'm not going to bother Oscar. Yeah, yeah, in front of everybody. <laughs> Oscar awesome. just shook his head and put his phone up to his ear like he was talking. <laughs> but I said, Oscar, I'm not going to ask you. I will just say this. I hope to see you at a press conference in the next few days. And he winked and said, that would be nice. So, that you know, I hate bothering these people. Greg is a friend of mine. And uh, and I sent him a text as soon as Satterfield left, and I said, I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to. Three times I said this in the text. Uh, I'm, don't bother Greg. Don't bother Greg. Don't bother Greg. I'm really trying hard. Have a good day. That's all I said. 
And he sent me back a little laugh emoji. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, these people have enough people bothering them. I know it's part of the job. I'm, so I'm supposed to, you know, try to get a hold of the representatives and ask questions. I'm going to get the same answer that everybody else got. I have nothing to tell you. We'll tell you when we tell you. We'll know when we know. Uh, so now apparently we know. Um, you know, we're five years too late. I'll say that. He could have taken the job when Satterfield got it. He chose to stay at Purdue. I think Louisville lowballed him on the price tag. I think they kind of lowballed him again here. What's your thought here, Scooter? Six years, $35 million, That's less than $6 million a year. Yeah, but it's more than he was getting at Purdue, which – I'm to to sure. come home and be I, closer to family. Okay, I'm sure Purdue came back with more than this. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. And it, I guess it just wasn't more enough to entice him to stay in West Lafayette. Look, he, he made no secret about the fact that he would love to return home. The Flage Alumni Association event that he, that he went to over the summer for his father, who's one of the heads of the Flage Alumni Association, where he was asked about coming home, and he said, I'd like to come home someday. And I know Purdue people didn't take that well at the time. It's the middle of the summer. You're recruiting. You're doing this uh, little special flage alumni, AMVETS, whatever it was, deal for your dad. You're speaking. You don't have to answer that question. But he did, and he was honest. Give me honesty. I like it. Well, here's I want to come home. Yes. Here's the thing with Purdue. What's the ceiling at Purdue? What he did this year, right? I mean, that's probably that's as high as Purdue is going to go. Whereas Louisville, we've seen in the past, they can be a national powerhouse. Here's the thing. Here's where I would argue. At this moment in time, Purdue is in the Big Ten West Mm -hmm. with Wisconsin and Iowa, Minnesota, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska. They've got a good chance of of continuing to be at or near the top of the Big Ten West. Mm -hmm. Now. Ultimately, that means in the Big Ten championship game, you're going to play Ohio State or Michigan. And then a crazy year, maybe Penn State. The odds of you winning that game are not good. But at the same time, you can continue to win West Division titles every year or two or three and continue to play in the Big Ten championship game. Now you're going to go into the ACC. By the way, UCLA and USC are coming to the Big Ten as well, and I would have to think geographically they'd be in the West. Just for the record, you would think. Uh, well, they are getting. I think they're getting rid of divisions, though. They they will. Yeah. Everybody will eventually. SEC is getting ready to do do that as well. If you're now you're coming to the ACC, Atlantic, with Clemson, and with a rejuvenated Florida State. All right, Big Ten West to me easier to navigate than the ACC Atlantic Division. Now again, you're right. Everybody's going to do away with divisions. It's not going to matter. Once you get to the 12-team playoff, it's all up for grabs in every conference because you don't want to see what happened this year. USC has one loss in overtime to Utah, but they have to play now in a conference championship game. If USC had said, you know what, we're going to forfeit. We don't even want to play. Are they still in the playoff? Because Ohio State didn't have to play in a Big Ten championship game, and they jump back in. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem fair. We did the work all year. We Our goal was to get to the playoff, and part of that is getting to the championship game. We did that. Ohio State didn't do that. Why are they in and we're out? And I understand the argument, but 
Ohio State, both of them now have, I mean, uh, Ohio State only has one loss. USC has two losses now. So Ohio State's in. We're going to do away with all that. When the 12-team playoff starts, if you are if you win your conference title game, you're in, period. Even I, I think majority of the time if you play for the conference title game, you're in. You're probably going to be in. Yeah. Uh, most conferences. Now, it would be different this year, like Clemson, Carolina this year. Yeah. Carolina's going to be out. They're, they were not going to make it in a 12-team playoff scenario. But, and Purdue wasn't going to make it. So, I mean, Purdue's got five losses. They weren't going to be in the playoff. So, what changes is some of these teams, if they do pull an upset, if Purdue had beaten Michigan in a 12-team scenario, they're in. If Carolina beat Clemson, they're in. Um, so it's all going to work itself out in the wash as far as these conference lineups, Atlantic Division, Big Ten West, not going to matter. Do you think it ever gets to a point where the playoffs expand so much that the conference, whoever wins the title game in their conference is automatically in, much like basketball? Uh, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, that is exactly what it's going to. So, be. like, if Purdue would have part beat Michigan, the, they yes, get in. Yes, part of the twelve-team playoff is you win your conference championship game, you're in. Mm-hmm. Those five teams are in. There's going to be one still uh, group of five team. Like Tulane is in the New Year's Day Six Bowls this year. Tulane would have been in the playoff, and then they're going to take the next six highest ranked. Uh, college football playoff ranking teams. And that's the way it should be. You should get awarded for winning your conference title. Clemson, they won their conference title. They're not in. Utah won the conference title. They're not in. I mean, that's just where we stand now. TCU lost their conference title game, almost cost them a spot in the playoff, and it's their only loss in overtime. Uh, so 12 is a great number. I hope it doesn't go to 16. I've always wanted, when it was two, I wanted four. When it was four, when it's four, I wanted eight. They've gone to 12. I'm fine with that. Don't go past 12. That, that, see, that's always been my thing. I'm fine with 16, but natural progression goes two, four, eight, 16. I don't, I don't get the whole thing. You don't understand the, why we have buys is what you're right, saying. Exactly. Yeah, let's just go straight um, to 16. I think there's – because you have buys because that makes the regular season just a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're Georgia now, why, Georgia would be like, why are we – we're undefeated, we're 13-0, and and we've got to play a first-round game against the 16 seed at our home, uh, you know, in Athens. But – the regular season didn't mean anything because now we've got to play the exact same num- number. We got to win the exact same number of games that Team 16 has to win, and that doesn't seem fair. But they have the it easiest dilutes, path. It dilutes the regular season. They have the easiest path. That whoever's number one. They have the easiest path still uh, in a four teamer, and yeah. they, because well, they they should, but they don't. They play Ohio State instead yeah. of TCU. And, but in a 12-teamer, they're going to have an easier path because they're going to get a bye. Is, did they do that so Ohio State and Michigan don't play again? Because that's what they should have done. Do you think Ohio State should have been third? Yeah. Well, I think Georgia should be playing TCU. I think it factors I... in. I think it factors in the committee is their meeting. There is no way on that 13-person committee that somebody didn't say, Ohio State and Michigan just played two weeks ago. Michigan blew them out. Do we really want them playing in the semifinal again? If they both win and make it to the final, hey, congratulations. Our hands are tied then. Mm-hmm. So I have to think that's part of it. Um, 
I would still have ranked TCU ahead of Ohio State based on they played in their championship game and Ohio State did not. Both teams with one loss. Um, Ohio State got blown out last time they took the field. TCU's one loss was an overtime loss in a conference championship game. So in my opinion, TCU should still have been third. I think the committee got it right. Uh, but I'm sure there was discussion. I'm sure there was discussion, believe it or not. Hey, uh, you know, Alabama's fifth. Uh, if we want TV ratings, if we want this to be best team, best four teams, do we bump TCU out, put Alabama in? I'm sure that came up, and somebody had to pull the whip out on somebody and say, whack, no, that's not going to happen. We should get to a point where it's like a schoolyard pick them. Like the number one seed gets to pick who they want to play. This is who I want to play. Number two seed picks who they want to play, and so on and so forth. I don't dislike that. Yeah. I don't dislike that. I think uh, I think a lot of uh, <laughs> the, the problem is if you're Georgia and you have to pick your opponent, now your opponent has a mental edge. That's well, true. They picked yeah. us. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's show them. We're going to show them. And you also have Georgia going, yeah, we'll play TCU. We'll, we'll, we'll roll in, beat TCU. We don't have to worry about anything. And all of a sudden, they get a little overconfident. No, I can't let the schools pick who they want to be. be fun, I love though. the idea. Yeah. I can't let it happen. <laughs> all right, if you're just joining us, first of all, where have you been? Secondly, the news is uh, unofficially official. The board will meet tomorrow at Louisville, and as early as Friday. I love when they say as early as. In other words, it can't be any earlier. So just say probably Friday. You don't have to say as early as, early as Friday. What's the as late as? as uh, it could be as late as Sunday. <laughs> If uh, Jeff's on vacation with his family or something, it could be as late as Monday. But uh, probably Friday morning press conference introducing Jeff Brown as the new head coach of the University of Louisville. Five years a little bit too late, maybe three years too late. But in any event, finally the day has come. Louisville fans can rejoice. Kenny Payne can take a breath because nobody's talking about basketball this week. The Cards don't have a game till Saturday. It's on the road. And Louisville fan is focused on football. Take a breath, Kenny Payne. You've earned it. I will say that. Let's take a break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open 384-1450. Give us your Jeff Brom take, 384-1450. Or the Eminem Cartage hotline, that is the Eminem Cartage hotline, the Thornton's text line. If you don't like to speak on the air, if, you, if you're nervous in front of a crowd, 502-414-1450. Texter says, John, the board members want the uh, in-person meeting. They will get paid more for that than a Zoom session online. They are not concerned about your timeline, and they are not concerned about my timeline. <laughs> yep, they don't care what I think. They're not listening to the show. You 14 people that are listening, thank you. But, uh, but uh, the Louisville board, unless they're in the car and they accidentally hit the button on the radio, they're not listening <laughs> the to the scan show. button. Uh, let's hit scan, see what this <laughs> idiot on, on 1450 is saying. This could be done. Well, this could have been done five years ago. When Scott Satterfield got hired, Jeff Brown was offered the job. He had only been at Purdue for two years. 
he wanted to come home, but he also felt an obligation to stay at Purdue. It did not help that the Cardinal administration lowballed the offer here, thinking he'll come home. He loves it here. He's he's made it clear he wants to come back home. You can't lowball him. I think they lowballed him again here. If it's true that it's six six years, thirty five million. Now Josh Hurd said in his press conference on Monday. He made it clear he wanted a Louisville guy. He also made it clear that this was we're not going to play eight, nine, ten million dollars a year, which was a shot directly seventy-five miles east at Lexington, and Mark Stoops getting nine million dollars a year. And it also was it also was trying to tell this fan base, look, I know you want Jeff Brom. I want Jeff Brom. We all want Jeff Brom. But we're not going to pay $8 million a year. We can get a good coach for less than that. Luckily, apparently, three, uh, six years, $35 million is enough for a coach who went 36 and 34 at Purdue. Under those pretenses of wanting a L guy, say Brom decided to stay at Purdue. Any idea who, who they would have went after? Yeah, I know Jay Gruden inquired about the job. He's a former L assistant coach, uh, L quarterback. I don't know. I don't know where they go. By the way, Les Miles was the first name I've seen mentioned to be the new head coach at Purdue. Yikes. He's going to eat some of that grass up in uh, West Lafayette. <laughs> after a he's, year off. After a year off. He's refreshed. Former, former Kansas coach, former LSU coach. Um, boy, I don't know. Les Miles. Sometimes the, the treads are worn on the tires and you can't, <laughs> you can't fix them. But we'll see. Uh, Texture says, we once said, wait till basketball season. Now we can say, wait till football season. <laughs> yeah, everybody, every Louisville fan is excited about this, and I get it. Texture says, how much will football season tickets go up in 2023? They won't. They won't. They will go up in 2024. If Jeff Bob comes in here and goes 8-4, and 9-3, and three, then that's when the bump will happen. Right now, I know Louisville needs money to pay for the, for the coach. But you need rear ends in the seats. And that first home game is Murray State. The only way to get fans in the stands for Murray State, look, they weren't there for Wake Forest this year. They weren't there for Pitt. They weren't there for NC State at the end of the year when you're trying to, you know, you're you're trying to get wins and you're hot. You've won a few games in a row. You're trying to get into the best bowl game possible. People didn't show up. It was not exciting. Scott Satterfield did not make it exciting. Let me ask you this, John. But if you, you know, you're going to have to use Jeff Brom here to get on TV and get on media, social media, and say, hey, we want you out here. I know it's Murray State, but we're starting a whole new thing. A whole new thing. And you got to try to get butts in the seats. And I don't think raising prices for season tickets is the move this year. Maybe next year, but not this year. So, first of all, it's going to be a long nine months for Louisville fans waiting for football season to come around. Ah, spring football's right around the corner. That's true. Second of all, I am so tired of hearing, and maybe you can help explain this to me, that Louisville doesn't have any money. How? What, what happened? Like, where did all their money go? Every D1 college has a plethora of money. Because, but Louisville, look, people keep saying Louisville doesn't have any. Do you know how much money they spent 
of fighting the NCAA. Mm-mm. It's a big number. Lawyers, lawyers that they that didn't do anything for them. Yeah. To be honest about it, they lo- they spent a lot of money. They lost a lot of money not going to NCAA tournaments. They they, they uh, you know you're changing presidents, you're changing athletic directors. I mean, you're still charging people forty thousand a year uh, to attend. Uh, thank though. God they have an Adidas deal. Thank God they have an Adidas deal. That helps. You are charging that, but scooter. Nobody's coming to these games. Nobody's coming to the basketball games. Season ticket sales way down. They they got a boost when Kenny Payne got named the coach. They're not going to get a boost next year. No. I mean, if you're – I'm going to be nice here. If you win eight games, your season ticket holders are going to drop significantly, and they're not going to win eight games. No. If they win eight games – Kenny Payne's comeback coach of the year. <laughs> that is a bad product with, with a, I guess, a lack of talent, but certainly a lack of effort and energy. Comeback coach of the year in his first year. It's hard to do. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody's ever done that. <laughs> I'm mean spirited. And season ticket football sales, this Jeff Brom hire is going to help because yeah. they were going to really drop. Next year, well, if Scott you, Satterfield was still the You coach. think so with that recruiting class coming yes, in? absolutely. Because of what I saw this year, they won four games in a row and nobody cared. Nobody cared. They had big, they had big game. They had a big game against NC State mm-hmm. before the Kentucky game to try to get that seventh win. And you were really thinking the way Kentucky was playing, eight and four was on the table. And nobody showed up. On a nice day. And now I go to the basketball games, man. Uh, Texture says, John, do you keep your car running when you go shopping? Scooter, I think this has something to do with you. It I have does. a feeling. Yeah. TJ Walker, thanks for the uh, heads up, TJ. I listen. I don't listen to KRC. No offense. I'm just not out of bed. So I'm listening to the replay on the way here, and uh, I hear at the end of the show, Spears is going. And I'm not paying it. You know how you're riding down the road and. Uh, Maybe the song's on the radio. You're not paying attention. Right. I, I got it on. I'm I'm reading something on the side of the road at a stoplight, and I hear TJ go, Spears will give you grief about this. You actually keep your car running when you go to the grocery store? So No, not the grocery store. This was – Roush and I went to Thornton's yesterday to pick up breakfast, and right. when we went into the store, I left my car running, which I do pretty much everywhere I go. If I, okay, like, well, if, if let I'm me gonna, ask you a question first. Yeah. Do you have a car that you can lock, keep your car running, and then you can open it with some magical numbers on your car door? No. Okay. No. So my car stays unlocked, stays running. Unlocked and running. Absolutely. Any gas station trip I go to, (laughs) if I run into like a restaurant, like a fast food place real quick, I'll leave my car running. I just leave my car running. Okay. When it gets stolen, you won't do that anymore? Probably not. Preventative, Preventative measure here? Stop doing that now. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't care what Thornton's, God love you, Thornton's your sponsor, or Speedway, or whatever convenience store you stop at. There are always shady characters around. Sure. I don't care what part of town you're in, doesn't matter. See, it's not like I'm just pulling in though and I'm not looking around and observing everything. Like I I'm, you're not, I look around before I get out oh and make that God. decision. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, they never hide if they're going to steal your car. <laughs> You're right. That's a good point. So you run in, you pick up some Twinkies, a Red Bull. Uh, you know me well. You know, you're, you're two behind in line. So you're in the store, I'm going to guess, three minutes at least. Yeah, give or take. They can steal your car in eight seconds. But I also, like, I also do the thing where I'm standing at the register and I'm keeping an eye on it. Like, it's well, not like I just do? forget about it. Let me tell you something, Scoot. I'm Usain Bolt, John. I'd catch When him. they jump in your car and lock the doors... I don't care how fast. If I don't care if you're saying Bolt runs out that Thornton's door, you're not catching these guys. You know, I th- I think for me, I don't know what his problem is, TJ. I-, I think for me, it's the fact that I drive a stick shift, and I just have this preconceived notion that only like t- eight to ten percent of people know how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> so I-, I do. I have this mindset. I will that- say this: if I jumped in that car to steal it. I would go, oh, no. Exactly. And that's that's kind of my mindset. I'm like, well, there's going to be people that are maybe going to try to steal it, but then they're going to be like, oh, it's a stick. I don't know how to drive this. Why do you have a stick shift? Because it's fun. That's that's real Did driving. You buy that car in 1974? No, bought it last year. There are some people you just can't help. I love stick shifts. There shift. are some people you just you try and you try and you give them advice and they won't listen. If I drive an automatic, I'll fall asleep. There's just nothing to do. It's boring. <sighs> Texture says, John, I was going to get on Justin for not knowing about James Rams- Ramsey losing all the money in the UofL Foundation, but this young fella doesn't even know how to lock up his own car. <laughs> yeah. No, I know how. I just choose not to. Have you, okay. <laughs> Have you ever locked the keys in there? Uh, not in this car, but yeah, I've, I've had cars in the past. Yeah, if it doesn't get stolen, that's going to happen at some point. It's going to get stolen first. I've never locked my but keys in my happen. car with it running. I will tell you that. Oh my gosh! Luckily. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's a sports call-in show. If you're wondering, five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty is the Eminem Cartage hotline. You can join the conversation. 414-1450, that is the Thornton's Please Steal My Car text line. <laughs> you can text the show at that number. Jeff Brom, if you're just joining us, will be announced uh, as early as Friday as the new head co- football coach at the University of Louisville. Look, there is no downside to this, but do you know what we said four months ago at a press conference at the Yum Center? There, when Kenny Payne was introduced, there is no downside to this. We said those same words. Whew. You got to get players. Jeff Brom has been able to get players to come to West Lafayette, Indiana. I think he should be able to ha- get players to come to Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, for one thing, the standards, the academic standards, are not as high as they are at Purdue. So you're going to be able to get a different kind of player. You're going to be able to get athletes that you couldn't get at Purdue. And offensively, this is an unbelievable move for the University of Louisville. Their defense was really good this year. Mm -hmm. And here's something I noticed on social media last night. The first people to know is the family. The second group of people to know are the players in most situations. Now, Scott Satterfield's situation was different. But I felt like from some of the tweets that were sent out by players last night that they knew, they were informed. Hey, keep this 
time frame open, you're going to have a meeting with your new coach on probably Thursday afternoon. So you got to get the players and say, hey, we're going to have a team meeting Thursday afternoon. And you can tell by some of the tweets, you had a couple of guys pull their names out of the portal. They're going to stay at Louisville. You had guys saying, all right, here we go. Let's go. Let's get it done. The players know. The players already know. And they're already going to uh, – they're probably already scheduled with the time to meet with their brand-new coach. This is great. This is great for Louisville football. The defense was good last year. It can be just as good. By the way, Brian Brown, defense coordinator, has left to go with Scott Satterfield to Cincinnati. That's a great move by Satterfield because Brian Brown's defense was had gotten better every year. Top-notch defense this year. And he will do the same thing. He's done it everywhere. He did it with him at App State. Lance Taylor is in line now to maybe become the head coach at Western Michigan. That He is one of the finalists for that job. So you're going to see a whole new staff in here. You're going to see some players. I'm, I would guess Jeff Brown will talk to a few of his players at Purdue and say, yes, you can play at Louisville. Let's go. Um, and – Again, if you can keep some of these guys in the fold, especially on the defensive side of the football, offense not going to be a problem for uh, Louisville because it was never a problem in his six years at Purdue. It was never a problem. It won't be an issue. Defense, Purdue has struggled defensively. They should have won the Penn State game. They gave up a 70-yard touchdown run in the last 10 seconds of the first half. They gave up a drive late. They gave up a touchdown drive late in the Syracuse game. Two games they, they I will say, could have won the Penn State game, should have won the Syracuse game. And the defense has struggled. Jeff Brom has changed defense coordinators three times since he's been at Purdue. But personnel-wise, this Louisville defense can be really good in that, again next year. We can't get off the car situation. <laughs> Texture. <laughs> Texture says uh, more cars should be available with the stick shift. Okay, I completely disagree with that. I completely agree. I never learned how to drive one in 1979 and 80 when I was in high school. I certainly wouldn't want to try to drive one now. You're missing out, John. So much more fun. All it would do for me is keep me a little bit more awake in those first first few gears that I'm driving. You have to pay attention more, which benefits me. (sighs) Texture says one time in high school I accidentally left my car running at a gas station, jumped in my buddy's car, and came back six hours later. It was still there, still running. See? You need to have a certain amount of trust with people. Oh, And no. I know that's a no, dangerous no, no. way to live. No, no, no. But Do you not know what year it is? I'm still living like it's the 90s. It's not Beverly Hills, like <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, where they just take the nearest, the nearest uh, convertible Porsche. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I'd, I'd, I'd drive a Hyundai. It's not like I'd drive a Mercedes. I probably wouldn't do that. We'll take a break. I don't know where we're going here. <laughs> I do have other news to talk about in the sports world other than the Louisville football coaching search, which is now over. We'll talk about a little bit of the, a few of those things after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio, final segment on this Wednesday. I don't know if I'll be here on Thursday because WDRB is now uh, saying that there might be a press conference tomorrow. Scooter, if there's a press conference at 1 o'clock tomorrow, I won't be here. That's fine. I won't either. That? I won't be here either. Hey, because I got to be at the presser. Eric Crawford tweeted this out uh, about a half hour ago. So, sources told WDRB that Louisville AD Josh Hurd and Brown met in person bet- between Louisville and Indianapolis on uh, Monday afternoon, reached an agreement in the wee hours Wednesday morning. Brown is to meet with Purdue, his Purdue team at 1 o'clock today, which is what you're supposed to do, Scott Satterfield, is meet with your team and tell them you're leaving like a grown-up human being would do. The presser expected tomorrow now, according to Eric Crawford. So what that tells me is uh, the board will meet at 9 a.m., maybe 10 a.m. It'll be you know, T-crossing, I-dotting, everybody sign on the dotted line here. It'll be like the scene from That Thing You Do. You ever see that movie? No way. Oh, come on, man. Great movie. You could sit here and name 100 movies. I bet I've seen Where 10. Where the uh, – the guys in the band are signing the contract in the back of a, of a van, of a camper, and one guy's uh, hesitant to sign. And, the, and uh, Steve Zahn, the great Steve Zahn, Kentucky resident, says, uh, I'm signing, you're signing, we're all signing. That's what <laughs> I, I expect that to happen. Or just sign the paper. We're getting Jeff Brom. So they'll, have them, they'll meet at 9 or 10, and then we'll have a press conference at noon or 1 o'clock tomorrow. So. I will let you know, Scooter, if I'm going to be here or not. Do we think Satterfield's met with Cincinnati players yet? He has met with uh, – yes, he has. Uh, there's okay. a video out. Gotcha. Yeah, he has met with uh, Cincinnati players. But uh, he, had to, he had to cut it off quickly and get out recruiting. <laughs> hey, look, that is a tough job now. You're following Luke Fickle. You're following a guy who took Cincinnati to the playoff last year. Think about that. And now they're going to the Big 12, so your conference games aren't going to get any easier. There's no there's no uh, AAC teams on the schedule now. You're going to get Texas Tech, Purdue, TCU, Kansas State, Baylor, uh, Oklahoma State. These conference games for Scott Satterfield, you go to ACC to Big 12, it's not going to get any easier. It's not. Uh, and following Luke Fickle, who went nine and three this year, by the way, as well. I I would love to go to Fenway Park. I'm not going to spend the money to uh, travel up to Boston and go to the Fenway Bowl a week from Saturday. I just like to be down on the sidelines and listen to some of the chatter mm-hmm. because both teams are on the same sideline at the Fenway Bowl. They're on the same sideline. The 50 yard line is all that separates them. Because it's a baseball field and you know the way it's configured, you have to put the teams on the same side of the field. So I think that'd be fun. Now Satterfield be up in the booth, I assume. He is not even going to be there. Really? Yeah, he won't even be there. He'll probably – you know how they do – I'm sure you've seen bowl games where an interim coach is coaching, the new coach has been named, they get him on the phone – and they talk to the new coach. Hey, we got Scott Satterfield on the line. We're going to talk to him during this series of plays. That's exactly what's probably going to happen. Why would he not go? Uh, recruiting is what he said. He's mm. got to be out recruiting. He actually made a good point that, this, that because of the recruiting rules, that's a that's a difficult time to have a bowl game. 
Cincinnati and Louisville probably not. Neither administration's happy that the bowl game is then because they need to be out on the recruiting trail well, at I that point. I don't know that that's a fair uh, – And the portal as well. I don't think that's a fair excuse because either way he was going to be coaching on that day. Yeah, and uh, you know, now it's going to be Deion Branch, and also I don't know who's going to be coaching Cincinnati. Deion Branch will be coaching Louisville. I don't know who's going to be coaching the Bearcats. Don't care. But I would like to go to that game. I don't know what that game means now. Does it mean anything? It's not for the keg and nails. Do these two schools uh, play each other in the future? Would Scott Satterfield agree to come to uh, to Louisville for a game in the future? Could be interesting. All right, there's other sports going on. I know that's hard to believe. But this morning, Aaron Judge re-upped with the Yankees. Nine years, $360 million. I don't have to be a math major. That is $40 million a year for the 30-year-old Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is 6'7", 280. Right fielder, sometimes center fielder for the New York Yankees. His other suitors were the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres. John Heyman of the uh, Major League Baseball Network tweeted out yesterday, obviously mistakenly, that Aaron Judge was set to sign with the San Francisco Giants. John Heyman is a lifetime baseball guy, and he lost a lot of credibility because of one tweet yesterday. He took a lifetime of great journalism, and because of social media, he flushed it down the toilet because he's taking some heat. Why would you report that? It wasn't true. He took it down soon after, apologized on Twitter, said he had jumped the gun, and now all of a sudden this morning, Aaron Judge signs with the Yankees. Not a good look for John Heyman. You would think a veteran would know better. You would think. Uh, somebody gave him... Bad information. One of his sources, because that's how these guys work. They have sources within organizations that they trust, and you have to. You have to trust them. But you also have to vet more than one of those sources. You do, and he might not have done that. And everybody wants to be the first one to get the scoop. Every Jeff Passan uh, from ESPN. Um, who's the guy that's on Sunday Night Baseball on the on the sidelines? Uh, Buster only. Buster only. These guys, they all want to be the first one to get Wojnowski. the story. They all want to be the first. Yeah, Woj bomb. Woj always wants a Woj bomb in the NBA. Sometimes it comes at a cost, and it, it costs John Heyman. Aaron Judge, he's going to be 39 when this contract ends. And I mentioned he's 6'7", 280. We don't see baseball players built like that. And I wonder about the body holding up for nine years, especially at that age. Uh, we saw it with Pujols. Didn't work out with the Angels. We saw it with Jason Hayward and the Cubs. 10-year, 12-year deal. They don't work out. Is there any sort of DH thing built in like Albert had? Well, they they can. Aaron Judge can be a DH the last couple years of this contract, I'm sure. The problem is you got Giancarlo Stanton, who's making at least as much as Judge. He's got He's got five years left on his contract. Miami Marlins gave him that contract and then traded him to the Yankees. I don't know what the Yankees – look, the Yankees got more money than anybody, and they're going to spend it. Salary tax be damned, they're going to spend it. 62 home runs last year for Aaron Judge. The previous three full seasons that he played, he averaged 35 home runs. Now, this year, it was 
you hope it wasn't an anomaly if you're a Yankee fan. He's not going to hit 62 home runs again. I don't believe. Uh, first of all, pitchers aren't going to let him. He's going to probably draw a lot more walks. He walked over 100 times last year, 110, I think. 62 is going to be hard to replicate. And keep this in mind, he strikes out a lot. Mm-hmm. He did not have a good postseason run, struck out a lot in the postseason. Pitchers pitch differently when the game is more important. That's just the way it is. And good pitching, we've heard this analogy a lot, good pitching beats good hitting. This is going to be a Yankee team that does the same thing that it did this year. Strike out a lot, walk a lot, hit a lot of home runs. And what does what does that recipe get you when you get to the playoffs? It gets you an early exit. And the Astros had no trouble with the Yankees. None. Why not San Francisco? Because we thought, look, the Yankees lowballed Aaron Judge. I know I'm lowballing a lot today. The Yankees lowballed Aaron Judge early in the season. And they shut down negotiations. They thought he would agree to uh, 10 years or nine years, uh, uh, $215 million. Well, now they've had to pay $135 million more for those nine years. They lost when uh, Aaron Judge, I love the thing that he bet on himself. I love when people say that. Aaron Judge didn't take the deal. He bet on himself and he won. Now, he didn't take the deal because he didn't think it was enough money. Every year, every player bets on themselves. Come on. Could you imagine being in a spot in life where that's not enough money? <sighs> Sickening. But he was right. It turned out he was right. I thought there would be more. If he wanted to go home, he's a California kid. If he wanted to go home, I really thought John Heyman was probably going to be right yesterday. That he said, look, you didn't offer me the money at the end of last year, beginning of this year, because you didn't think I was worth it. So if you don't think I'm worth it, I lost all respect for you. I'm going to go to San Francisco. San Francisco allegedly, reportedly, offered the same deal. Nine years, $360 million. The Yankees have told him he can be the captain. There's only one captain in New York, in my opinion. It was Thurman Munson. If there's a second captain, it was Derek Jeter. They actually called Thurman Munson the captain. I think it was his nickname. But we all know El Capitan was Derek Jeter. Lifetime Yankee. Maybe Aaron Judge says, that's a legacy I want. Lifetime Yankee, I'm the captain. That's the thing that pushed him over the edge to come back to New York. I don't don't know. And you go to the Giants and you're in the shadows of Barry Bonds just because you're a home runner. He also went to, he talked to San Diego. Now, the Padres tried to get Trey Turner. That didn't work out. He went to the Phillies. And then they tried to get Aaron Judge last minute. That didn't work out. He stayed with the Yankees. Oh, the Padres. Gosh, they're trying to take everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Cubs made a couple signings. Cody Bellinger, one year, $17.5 million. He's hit two oh three since his MVP season. Yikes. And Jamison Talon, the Yankee pitcher, four years, $68 million. I'm not happy about that either. IU basketball on the air tonight, 8.30 tip. Nebraska comes to Bloomington, 7.30 pregame right here on the Big X. I'm giving you Indiana and telling you to give the 13 tonight. 
Maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it on the X.